welcome to the Nourishing Nuggets podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm your host and friendly neighborhood dietitian, Taveen Verano. If you struggle with nutrition confusion and all the noise out there in the wellness space, I'm here to simplify it for you. As a registered dietitian, I'll teach you how to build a healthier routine by adding nourishing food to your plate, rejecting that deprivation mentality, using simple nutrition science to empower you, and creating powerful mindset shifts to inspire you. Instead of living in that all or nothing mindset, which let's be honest, leaves us mostly in the nothing zone, let's start making moves in a sustainable, joyful, and freeing way, one nugget at a time. So grab some coffee and let's dig into today's nugget. Hello everyone, welcome back to today's episode. Today we are going to talk all about comfort food versus emotional eating. What are their roles, how are they different, and how to actually make sure that we are instilling a healthy relationship with food when we are eating our food, right? And so this is a topic that has been so nuanced over the years because comfort foods seem to have a positive association, right? And I would agree with that. And emotional eating tends to have a negative connotation to it. So I want to share what my take is on both of these topics and ways to healthfully enjoy comfort foods that you might have a memory associated with or a family tradition with without derailing your goals or getting into a negative or guilt-ridden headspace. So let's define what comfort foods are versus what emotional eating is. A comfort food would be a food that is associated with a positive memory. So for example, some special cookies that your family makes at a certain time of year. For me, it's having chips and salsa with my mom after a long day of school, a churro at Disneyland. My family makes these special Easter cookies every year that I absolutely love. And so these foods have a positive type of association to them where there's nostalgia and a memory, and they can be enjoyed mindfully and bring back happy memories. I firmly believe that comfort foods can be enjoyed in a mindful way. There usually is no chaos associated with comfort food. You aren't kind of like binging them in the closet by yourself crying at 10 o'clock at night. Um, And it's something that we enjoy and then we typically will move on, right? We enjoy, you know, maybe a, a warm beverage with a cookie and then we can move on with our day. Emotional eating, on the other hand, seems to have a more chaotic component. It typically involves eating a larger quantity of food, and it is usually mindless, or it is used as a way to escape from negative emotions and stress. It feels very out of control, and I am coming from a place that I started emotionally and binge eating at 12, and so I am not coming at this from a place of judgment whatsoever, but it is a very common coping mechanism, I will say, because it is available it is acceptable compared to other coping mechanisms and it is a way to escape food kind of gives us us that same numbing sensation of escaping from our stress and so we usually are emotional we feel out of control we feel chaotic around this food and at the end of it it usually is not satisfying or comforting and if anything it tends to aggravate our stress and make it even worse and so emotional eating is used like i said as an escape whereas comfort foods can be enjoyed completely intentionally and mindfully without any guilt or shame associated with it so comfort eating i would say is a part of life right we bake those Easter cookies together sometimes with my cousins with my mom and we enjoy them at the end of you know our baking day Uh, your comfort food could even be a crispy apple let's say you live near an apple picking farm and every fall your family went apple picking and you just remember having crisp you know apples every fall that would be a comfort food for you and an apple is very very nourishing so it is not necessarily comfort food doesn't have to necessarily be an unhealthy food it's just something that you associate a memory with the point is that it is completely normal to enjoy food and comfort ourselves with food even through negative emotions even through emotional eating it is very very 
common and very normal, but we have to make sure that we are not letting it become a dangerous coping mechanism and the only way that we learn how to deal with our stress. Now, I went live with Carolyn, who is a therapist. I think her Instagram is Carolyn Rubenstein, PhD. And we talked all about this where comfort food can have a positive, you know, it can be a positive thing in your life. But when it's, when food becomes the only thing that we know what to do with our emotions with, like when we turn to food all the time, when we have any kind of negative emotion, that's when it can turn into chaotic emotional eating. And that's when we need to broaden the tools in our toolbox to learn to cope with the negative stress and emotions in our life. So if you find that you are really struggling with emotional eating and it's taking a dangerous hold over your life. I want you to get curious about your habits without any judgment. Say, you know what? It's very interesting that I turn to food all the time. I wonder when this started. I wonder what else I could turn to to help myself cope through this season of stress or through these negative emotions that I'm having. And try to be as intentional and present about what you put in your body because food can be nourishing to our bodies, minds, and our souls, right? Emotional eating has that, you know, soul component, comfort eating, but we really want to make sure that we are being intentional with what we are putting in our bodies because there is research to support the fact that most of the foods that we turn to when we are emotionally eating, most of the time it's sugar, actually aggravates our anxiety more, actually becomes a depressant where sugar will give us this high and then we will crash and that is considered a depressant and it can actually make our moods and our mental health worse. So we think that we are actually taking care of our emotions by eating, but in fact, we're making things worse. A lot of times we think, oh, I deserve this. My friend, you deserve to feel good. You deserve to have mental habits to help equip you to deal with stress. We don't deserve to feel out of control. We don't deserve that chaotic feeling around food. And so I want to encourage you that there is a way to learn how to use food for you and not against you. Now that doesn't mean that you'll never overeat again, or you'll never have ice cream again, or you'll never have brownies again, but there is a sense of educating yourself and empowering yourself with the knowledge and tools to use food for your body, mind, and soul in a way that will truly nourish your body. So if you struggle with emotional eating and you find that you are turning to foods that will only aggravate your stress and anxiety and emotions, I highly recommend that you book a free research call with me. I am speaking with women. It's a completely free, like 20 to 30 minute call on Zoom. And I'll ask you some questions. I am working on a very exciting program that I think is going to be ready sooner than I thought it would be um, about mental health and how to use food to manage your symptoms of anxiety and depression and the power of adding nutrient-rich foods to your daily life, to your daily routine, as far as your eating goes, in order to boost your mental health, boost your brain health, boost your focus and clarity so that you can deal with life's stressors. I've been chatting with so many women who have booked this call so far. A lot of them are moms and all of them have been saying, I want to be mentally present for my kids and I feel like I'm living in a fog. I'm bogged down by my stress and my anxiety and I'm constantly turning to food and it's just this vicious cycle. We are stressed, we are anxious, we're depressed, we turn to food, that food only makes it worse and then we continue to go back to that food. So let's break that cycle. Let's start empowering ourselves with nutrition, education and knowledge and learn how to use food for us and not against us. And so if you wanna book one of those calls with me, the link is down in the show notes and I will chat with you guys next time. I hope this episode episode was helpful. And again, share with a friend, you know, screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram and tag me because that is the best way to get this podcast out there. I've really been enjoying doing these episodes. I know they've been a little longer lately. Hopefully that's okay with everyone. Um, But I can't wait for the episode on Thursday and I will chat with you guys later. Bye friends. 
Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. If you got a nugget of inspiration and are ready to take action, it would mean so much to me if you left me a five-star rating and a review so others can also find this podcast. You can also share this episode on Instagram or with a friend you think would enjoy it. It helps the show more than you know, and I really appreciate your support and encouragement. I can't wait to chat again and go over our next nourishing nugget together. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.